1: Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Sterling Holmes and Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. Matt Connor, and myself, had a nice dance party with Richard before this show. If only you guys could see behind the stage and see the stupid stuff that we do, you would Stoop. not listen to this show. Matt, how are you?
0: I'm a little offended that you called it stupid. I I would love to describe your antics, but it actually is funnier just to let people imagine what they will. Richard is behind the horn with Hanna-Barbera sound effects and uh, and Sterling's thinking of Paramore's lead singer. We'll just leave it all at that. Welcome. Uh, yeah, good to see you, by the way.
1: Yeah, how you been? It's, I feel like it's been too long. Every time I see you, I miss your, your glorious beard, the long lettuce, the glasses, and- a Chiefs victory.
0: And a Chiefs victory. By the way, I love this. I've got this NFL Blitz shirt with uh, with Mahomes on it. Yeah, I, yeah it's it's pretty great. Gotta love that Chiefs victory. Uh, gotta love the whole, uh, the way I'm feeling this week compared to Colts week. I mean, come on. How are you feeling uh, two days after Sunday Night Football?
1: Oh, I'm feeling great. Look, come on now. I'm crushing a KC a beer. Of course I'm feeling good. I'm crushing the dunkle. The Dunkle is so good. It, it kind of reminds you of a drunk uncle, but like this is not going to yell at you at a, you know, at a dinner. So this is fantastic. I, a big fan of the Casey Beer Company and the dunkel. You hit us with a read this time, Matt.
0: Dude, honestly, we love Casey Beer so much. If it was a RB and b video, it would be like, I'd be like, my Dunkle. And then someone would be like, "Yeah, KC beer." And then there'd be that base. Then there'd be that bass guy who comes in like boys to men. Except he wouldn't say something like, "Hey, baby, I'm sorry I hurt you." He would say, "Hey, baby, German purity laws of 1517,
1: 16, 16, 15, 16, Come on,
0: baby. All I need is water, barley, hops, yeast, something like that." Anyway, it
1: is so smooth.
0: It's basically a 90s R&B video is what I'm trying to say. Like Joe. Charlie
1: Wilson of beers. That's what this is. It's
0: amazing. We love it. I just had like a light and then now I'm at the Dunkel. I think I may go Winterbach next. I'm just going darker and, and, and deeper and then I hope to go to sleep. So that's my day. We love it. You should love it. Look, folks, if you can, if you if you see that red carton in the grocery store, grab it. If you like what you drink, which you will, uh, give them a shout on Twitter. Loop us in and let us know how much you love it. It's good for all. You'll love it. We'll love it. They love it. And as part of one big happy family here at the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. What about those chiefs, Sterling?
1: First off, you know what else I love? Evan Gabrielson. Dude, thank you so much for the donation. That was so incredibly kind of you. He says, love the show. The whole crew and being a member is absolutely amazing. My goodness. Thank you, Evan. That's Very, very generous. We love having you guys, too. Come on. We couldn't do this without you guys. You guys make this fun. But let's get into the Chiefs dismantling of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said going into it, both teams offensively were going to find their footing. This was a get-right game for both teams offensively. What did you take away on the offensive side of the ball for Kansas City?
0: Man, I, I love that. Like, even if you don't like the way the edges of the line are playing, Like, even if you're like, I've got major issues with Orlando Brown, or I'd love to see an upgrade on Wiley. Like, if you're living in that world, looking at what's wrong versus what's right, even with that, Kansas City imposed their will in the ground game. Like, Tooney's a machine, Humphrey's a machine, Trey Smith, who's actually been injured in a couple ways this season with, like, lingering injuries, like, imposed his will. There there was just – if those guys can can get themselves moving up front – I I just love what they bring to it. Did I steal your answer? I didn't mean to steal your answer. No, no, no,
1: you're fine. No, I I was honestly going to say, on the offensive line specifically, I'm going to give a shout out to Andrew Wiley. Because some of the holdovers from the Tampa Bay loss, right? They had something to prove. Shaq Barrett calls him out again. Andrew Wiley, who obviously was not, not good in that Super Bowl performance. Adam Teicher had a good number right here. Andrew Wiley won 96% of pass blocks and 84.8% of run blocks. That was from Adam Teicher. That's absurd. That's a guy who goes, I was poor in the Super Bowl. I have something to prove here. He came out angry and it, it, it looked like it. I will also say Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, from the previous game, that drop in the end zone, he went right back to that first drive and said, no, we are imposing our will. Also- yeah if you want to take a, something away from the Colts game and then see how they changed against the Buccaneers, Mahomes overthrew MVS a couple of times. They were not on the same page, right? Against the Buccaneers, what do they do? Two times hit MVS on deeper routes. They're getting on the same page. They yeah. figured out what their mistakes were against the Colts, and they emphasized it in against the Buccaneers, against a better team. So yeah. I want to give credit to the whole Chiefs organization on the offensive side of the ball. They saw what was wrong, and they fixed it.
0: Yeah, you said it. You said it. Any complaint we had from a week ago was rectified in prime time against a better team. So if you if you were complaining like, man, this offense is not clicking. They're not on the same page. They're even getting into it on the sidelines before halftime. Then on Sunday you saw like the most well-oiled machine executing. Like would they have had a touchdown on every single drive if Clyde hadn't dropped that fourth down? I mean, they just – would like you. they would have just kept – steamrolling anyone, you know, it, it was just bananas. It was totally bananas. It that was a dominant effort. I don't care what the final score said of 10 points. And I don't like Tom Brady had a ton of, of garbage time. You know, like the chiefs were just playing a real soft defense there uh, in order to prevent the big plays and keep things at, at, at arm's length. I thought they did an, a, a wonderful job. Every single problem, every person who said, I'm sorry, after the Colts game showed it with their play on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Going to the defensive side of the ball, what was your biggest takeaway?
0: Uh man, there are there are several things that you could point out there, but but I will say this. I love this team's safeties. I love them. Dion Bush was signed away from the Chicago Bears to be the third safety. And then the Chiefs drafted Brian Cook to kind of take that third fourth safety spot to be there for the future on a unit that already had Justin Reed as the big acquisition and Juan Thornhill, who came in with all pro, you know, waving his all, I'm going to be an all pro this year kind of flag. I'll tell you this Juan, he got penalized for it, but that hit in the end zone Horrible. is exactly what you want him. That's exactly what you want him to do there. Justin Reed was laying the wood, doing exactly what you want him to do. And then in this game, in this game, look, Deion Bush is a very good player, right? I mean, uh, for, for a third safety, a good third safety. He was relegated to almost zero snaps defensively because Brian Cook has now taken over in week four. Um, he took all those third safety snaps, uh, and he ended up having a great quarterback hit. He had a great pass deflection, breaking up the Cameron brake tight end. He broke up that pass. He had five total tackles. I'm, I'm saying all this to say, of all the rookies who earned like all kinds of attention, Brian Cook is not that guy. And of all the safeties getting attention, Brian Cook is not that guy. But we've gone from Dan Sorensen to a second round guy who's playing up to his billing. When you can take your defense and upgrade at that level and you still have like two excellent safeties, I love this unit. They're going to be, they're going to be sensational in week 17,
1: 18. Yeah. In that one. Tackle that was called a penalty or the 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 stop from Juan Thornhill. I really hope that does not affect how he plays going forward (laughs) because almost everyone came to an agreement. Hey, that's not a penalty. What's he supposed to do? He went shoulder to shoulder. I understand it was a bang bang play. It looked vicious. If you want to say it's a defenseless receiver, well, that's on Tom Brady. Don't lay, don't lay your receiver out to dry, hang him out to dry in that situation. That's on Tom Brady, not on Juan Thornhill. I do want to give a massive shout out. My takeaway is for the ability of the Chiefs defense to stop the run. I understand the Bucs only ran six times, most of which was because they're playing from behind, but they gave up three yards. Three yards. <laughs> Think of a couple of years ago. Think of last year. If they give up less than 100, you're like, wow, what a great <laughs> job by the Chiefs defense against the run. They're legitimate. The reason why they also didn't run more was because they couldn't. Yeah. Leonard Fournette went for negative three yards. I mean, the performance from this Chiefs defense, I thought, is getting a little overshadowed because the Buccaneers put up 31, Chiefs offense was rolling. But even the plays that like Mike Evans made, right? That was just a great play from a phenomenal wide receiver getting a pass from a Hall of Fame quarterback over a rookie cornerback that was in the right uh, position. Yeah. It was reminiscent of Traverius Ward against Jamar Chase. Right. Or at least early on Javarius Ward. Okay. Basically, it was you're in the right spot. You will get this figured out. Chiefs defense, especially against the run, was absolutely incredible.
0: I totally agree. I By the way, Fournette was in the red a little. Are you saying he's a little red Fournette? Is that what you're saying?
1: OK, Prince.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't I couldn't have that. <laughs> When you talk about the Chiefs run defense, I mean we played we played Jonathan Taylor. It's not like we're going up against bad running back team. I can't even think of one. Whatever. You know, I tried to like I tried to quickly insert something in there. But look, you know, JT, we know him as the best running back in football. Um, you know, James Connor, no slouch, Austin Eckler and the Chargers. He's gonna get his. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have taken on some good running teams and they've shut them down. And and um, so, yeah, I, I I think there's a lot for this defense to be proud of. There are still growing edges. I mean, let's not let's not take this pageant all the way to the final round. There's a lot to improve here. There's a lot for you know. I think we're waiting for Carl um, Loftus to to kind of land, learn how to finish there in some ways. You know. But we're also missing Mike Dana. We're missing Trim McDuffie. We're missing, you know, like, I mean, we're missing several guys that are, com- you know, Willie Gay is going to come back from suspension. So, yeah, anyway, I, I love it.
1: Before we go forward, what were your final overall takeaways from Sunday Night Football?
0: I came, there was a point last season where, you know, like, you know, all my friends, you know, they're like, hey, do you think the Chiefs are going to win? You know, they always ask like, hey, what do you think of the Chiefs this week? Whatever. And there was a point last season where I just didn't even let them finish. I would just say like, yeah, they're going to win. They're like, I don't even care who they're playing. I don't care how you're going to phrase the question. They're so good. They're going to win. So don't ask me or I don't need to list. I don't need to finish listening to your question. Okay. Nick Saban. Uh,
1: I'm not going to answer. So quit
0: asking. I mean, it just feels so (laughs) automatic. Like, like I want to ask them, like, what team do you think can beat the Chiefs? Watching them last night, I feel that way. I feel that way again. And it took me a little while to trust in the new faces, the defense. I think this team is going to get better. I'm just not swayed by Buffalo. I'm not. I'm not swayed by either Super Bowl entrant from last year. Every team looks very mortal. And I know the Chiefs have their edges, but they're all rough, growing edges to me. And the NFL trade deadline is also there if they need to like really maneuver something more than the natural growth that's going to happen, health is the only thing that's going to keep this team from meeting every one of its goals. And that was my takeaway from last night.
1: I'll keep reiterating this. This was supposed to be a reloading relatively rough year for Kansas city. This was supposed to be a year of the next, I don't know how many, if you want to say four years, where you could probably take a look and say, this might be the worst record-wise we'll see. They'll struggle early on. So many moving pieces, so much youth, so many rookies with massive roles. And they have all gelled, again, a seventh-round rookie, is getting starting snaps at cornerback and making an impact. Yeah, That does not happen. Nick Bolton taking over the play calling from a veteran in Anthony Hitchens. Tyron Matthew, your supposed leader, right? He's gone. Tyree Kill, the best wide receiver in the team's history, is no longer here. What do they do? They reload. And I think that's what's so impressive is this was supposed to be a relatively rough year rebuilding. And I'm not saying there's not going to be any more tribulations going on, but like this has to be about as good of a start as you could hope for being three and one after these four games. And your only loss is when a complete massive collapse happens based on special teams injury to your kicker. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Raymond Chandler. He says he wants credit for this win. He had his Casey beer code down there in Birmingham, Alabama didn't have it during the Colts game. I agree. It has to be the KC beer. I don't see how it couldn't be.
0: It was totally Raymond's fault.
1: Uh, My initial takeaway, though, overall from the game was the Chiefs, play callers, the coaching staff, they didn't overthink it. Even when they had a more intricate play, if you want to say the Noah Gray QB sneak touchdown, It basically was a QB sneak. It wasn't a McCall Hardman bullshit end around where they're going backwards for seven yards before they can uh, finally try and get upfield. It was, we're taking the ball. Our offensive line is dominating and we're going to fall forward. I love seeing that. There's a couple other third downs, third and shorts where they just gave the ball off to Clyde where Michael Burton was involved. Are you just sitting there going, yeah, that's what I would run as well. There was only one time I, I really remember where they got a little too cute on those third and shorts. And I go, come on, don't overthink it. And for the rest of the game, they did not. That really stood out because against the Colts, they overthought a lot of different situations. I don't know if this was a Andy Reid, BNME, uh Matt Nagy situation where they all came together and go, you know what? Let's let's try and take it back to the basics. But whatever they did, it worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was definite soul searching within the organization from one game to the next and whatever wrinkles they found in that search process, they ironed them out. It was, it was really, it was really incredible.
1: Let's get into the memberships. Y'all, we have now three membership tiers for rookie camp, access to our weekly newsletter and discord view only access. Then you have the starting eleven access to the newsletter discord access with posting permissions some bonus members only content invitations to members only events like happy hour trivia fancy football leagues where i'm getting my ass absolutely kicked uh and then we also have the ring of honor all of that plus discord the vip lounge which gets absolutely wild there are some things in there that i'm just sitting here going uh yeah this is uh this is interesting we get some wild talks in there. Early access to film Fridays. Your name in the Ring of Honor show credits. An airhead and a T-shirt after six months. Priority for question and answers. Bonus weekly content. So thank you. Appreciate all you guys supporting us. But we now have three ring or three membership tier options. Uh, let's get into how much should one game affect your mindset or the attitude surrounding how you view the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Hey, so I'll I'll say this. I struggle with that. I struggle with this one because I'm reading a hell of a lot into this. Like, win, like you know, like I just said, they're not, you know, they're not losing. I, I don't think that the chiefs are going to like win out from here. I don't think it's like a one loss season. I think in the NFL, any team can lose. You can lay an egg, you can do whatever. Right. But I also think that like one game being out or something is just not going to bother me. It like, um, like I was with the Colts or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I, I I think they'll be all right. I And um, at the same time, I, I'm reading a lot into this game. You're not reading a lot into this game, are you?
1: I'm not reading too much into it for this one reason. I told folks not to read too much into the Colts game. I don't want to be uh, going against myself in just one week. I think that the... Game you can take some aspects from, but is the offensive line going to be that good all season long? We I think we saw what the best they're gonna look like on the ground and with the offensive line. That seems like the the top end, right? I think the defense continues to grow. I think they're they're fine defense. We can take some stuff away there. But this is basically just Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelce, the offense rolling when they're typically rolling. I, I just don't want to be overreactionary. Because it is a long season. It's 17 games. They're going to have another game where they should beat a team and they lose. It's the NFL. It happens. So I don't want to be overreactionary. But after four games, I think we have a better viewpoint than just taking it one game at a time saying, let's have the highest high. Let's have the lowest low. Now let's have the highest high again. I think there needs to be some sort of baseline we're looking at.
0: Yeah. I'm normally with you on that. I normally want to be that Olympics judge where you're like, let's take the highest score, the lowest score, throw them out. And what's really true is somewhere in the middle. Right. I I normally want to have that kind of nuanced perspective, but I just think like to me, when you add Trent McDuffie back to this defense, you're adding a lockdown corner, like, like with such ceiling that, that like, I don't know how that doesn't elevate this team even more. And they're already just rolling over almost everyone unless they're like, they're, they're their own undoing. And so when a team is its own worst enemy and they're going to add back their most athletic linebacker or they're going to add McDuffie or they're going to get, uh, you know, more reinforcements along the offensive line, like when the end comes back. I just, you know, Mike Dana, you know, Jeremy Cochran just said still got Dana to come back to. I like I know we'll talk about some of those in, in a little bit here, but I just think those kind of improvements are going to make an already great team that much better. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely, and again, always barring injuries, always the concern here. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know how often Chris Jones is going to win 50% of his pass rush snaps. He won every other pass rush. I mean, that's absurd. That that's, 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 That is that's that's literally top end of top end. I mean, normally the busts
0: are horrible inside.
1: Sure, and you're normally sitting around 25%. That's an elite number. That's where Chris Jones typically uh, sits around. I just don't want to be overreactionary since I was not against the after the Colts game. After the Colts game, I said there's nothing you can learn from this. You just burn the tape and move on. This yeah. one you can learn some things from. You're not burning the tape. You're keeping it. Yeah. But I still think you gotta move on. You gotta face the Raiders. It's a different matchup. It's a different team. The Chiefs were very motivated, especially the holdovers from the Super Bowl losing team after Shaq Barrett's comments. That that was some motivation right there. I know you don't think of that when you're in the when you're in the huddle, right? There's no way Mahomes is going. All right, see, Shaq Barrett, Wiley kick his ass right now. No, they're 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 drawing up a play. They're doing what they have to do to win, but they got to focus on the Raiders now. They got to move forward. And, and I just don't want to be overreactionary, saying this is what the Chiefs are going to look like as the entire season unfolds. This is where the ceiling is, or at least where the current ceiling is without McDuffie. You know, uh, Willie Gay. But that's a very high ceiling. That's a ceiling that other teams have to play their A plus game just to hold and hang in there.
0: Raymond Chandler says before this game, I have my doubts about the offense. Thought Arizona was a fluke against a bad team. Meanwhile, Casey King 32 says this is beyond sustainable. That O line is legit. It's about desire. Clyde didn't have more than nine carries in any game until Sunday. Feed the backs and let Pat be Pat. Yeah, I agree.
1: About the sustainability part, I want to touch on the defense first and foremost. The reason why I think the defense is is sustainable, they've not turned the ball over or had turnovers go their way defensively very often, right? I think they only have what four turnovers they forced, maybe five. It's not many, right? And that is a sign of a defense that is legitimate. They're not gambling. And you'll see some regression to the mean, some positive regression to the mean. They should start forcing more turnovers to go along with their stout defense, which is a positive that this defense is legitimate and it is sustainable.
0: Yeah. I I think part of what we're seeing with the defense um, is that there's fewer weak links as they rotate in guys. Colin Saunders is playing better than ever up front. And what no one's talking about is Turk Wharton. Turk Wharton had more pressures than any other, any other lineman on Sunday. And he's playing exceptionally well. He can also play inside and outside. So even without Mike Dana, that line is getting good pressure, good disruption inside, which, you know, we've said before, A, the closest point from point A to point B is a straight line. We love that interior disruption and they're getting it not just from Chris Jones. So, Yeah, these young guys are really blossoming in year two and year three for the Chiefs. And you got to hope Karl Loftus joins them in that way, too.
1: Well, let's look at the full quarter season, which I still get upset that the NFL added the 17th game just because we can't say quarter season. So now it's like, what, 23%? Something around there. So the 23% mark of the Chiefs season. Who, I guess so far, who do you have as the offensive MVP?
0: Matt, I think Pat makes sense here, but I'm going to go Travis Kelsey I, you know, you've got a group of pass catchers that are all new. Tyreek is gone. Who is the offensive identity? What, like, what's the, what's everyone's roles? These are things that are all being figured out. And then we're just still watching week after week, month after month, year after year, this same incredible guy who can make mismatches. He's now well into his mid 30s. He's still carrying the lion's share of the offensive load. He is such, He's just an incredible, reliable target for Mahomes. I just, you know, there's, there's no one like him. There's been very few like him, if ever. It's just, like, I feel like I'm appreciating Kelsey more than ever at this point.
1: After watching the Monday night game where George Kittle is now just a glorified tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Even that, that, that one uh, past him in the end zone. Kelsey drags his feet. Come on.
0: Man, Kel- yeah. I, I, that, that, not- that, convo,
1: that convo has to stop. That convo has to be done by now. Congratulations on being a great blocker, George Kittle, taking nothing away from you. But if you're going to be a great blocker, you might as well play tackle. Uh, Let's go and go with mine, which is Mahomes. I mean, come on. I I, I like your Travis Kelsey take. I like you thinking outside of the box. I think you can make a case for uh, Joe Tooney as well. I think Joe Tooney's been fantastic on the line. But I have to go with Patrick Mahomes. What he's done has been just phenomenal. Uh, He's had one poor game. That was the Colts game, obviously, but the other three games, he's really looked like what he's looked like his entire career, which is just the best player in the NFL. I would have Mahomes right now probably third in my NFL MVP rankings. I think Jalen hurt. Hurts, Jalen Hurts, what he's done for for the Eagles has been just incredible. Uh, yeah. I think you have to take the record into consideration there. The numbers as far as touchdown and interception for Hurts is only four to two. Uh Mahomes is, I believe, what is it, eleven to two? Eleven to two for Mahomes. Um, but again, the only four 0 no team a much improved team. I think Jalen Hurts has the edge and you could maybe make the case for Lamar Jackson, just based on his usage rate, that the numbers are going to be gaudy for, for Jackson because of the usage yeah. rate. Mahomes did not need to throw for over 300 yards. He only threw for what was it uh, two forty nine against Tampa because they were dominating. Right. So that's the only case you have against Mahomes, but Mahomes has been this, in my opinion, the quarter of the way chiefs, offensive MVP uh, going to the defensive side. Who do you have?
0: I mean, I, I think I would have to say uh, Chris Jones. I mean, it, Jones is such a force up front. Frank Clark, you know, I mean, he's he's holding on to starters reps. He actually played 88% of defensive snaps on Sunday, which is by far his highest of the season. Um, Karloftis looks like he's going to be a, a steady presence. And, you know, we certainly were rooting for him every week to be the, you know, to get his first sack and, and celebrate that. I like, I like him. I like Carlos Dunlap. They're like, there's talent, but but Jones is so far ahead of everyone on that line. And if it
1: all starts up front, I I, I got to go Chris Jones. What about you? I want to go Nick Bolton. The Mizzou fan and alum in me wants go, to go Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton's been outstanding. Nick Bolton has been outstanding. He's my number two, but number one, Legarius Snead. Legarius yeah. Sneed has been absolutely everywhere. He is now almost... The veteran presence in the secondary, right? Like, he's young, but with Tyron Matthew gone, he's the new disruptor. He's the guy who makes all of the plays. He's the Swiss Army knife, if you will. He has three sacks, two forced fumbles. Uh, He has 28 tackles. Uh, I don't know how many pass defense he has. I don't have that number right in front. What I mean. But he's literally been all over the place, playing nearly 100% of all snaps. The only reason why he didn't play 100% of snaps in week one, they're blowing the Cardinals out. I mean, LeJarrius Need has played everywhere. He's been everywhere. He's done everything the Chiefs have asked of him. I mean, uh, LeJarrius Need has been so impressive. His rookie year, he was the guy. We saw glimpses. Last yeah. year, his sophomore year, we were kind of sitting here going, all right, was that just uh, – he was good last year, right? But it wasn't the same, in my opinion, as his rookie right. season, right? right? It was like a little sophomore slump. So I was a little questionable going into this year what he was going to look like. And my goodness, I mean, he's been just unreal. Everything the Chiefs could have asked for.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, you're not, uh, you're not alone here. Casey King, 32, says Sneed is the guy, 100. Raymond Chandler, Sneed is the disruptor. We got a vote for Nick Bolton out of John F., um. who says uh, the first quarter defensive MVP is there. But he also says, oh, Sterling, yeah, LJS has been an assassin on defense. So you're totally right there.
1: All right, let's go into rookie of the year for the Chiefs. Who do you got?
0: Boy, so far, I mean, I guess you'd have to go Karloftis, Loftus, right? I mean, well, I guess you could make a case for Jalen Watson there. I mean, the guy sealed the deal with the pick six. But, yeah, I'll go Karloftis. Loftus. If not for Carl Loftus, we're looking so ridiculously thin up front. I mean, like, ima- imagine the front line with no Carl Loftus at this point. You're, with, with Dana's injury, we would be playing like Malik Herring crossing our fingers 70% of the snaps a game, hoping for something to appear there. So I'm going to go Carl Loftus just for his steady presence. He's a smart guy with good stamina although I totally see why Jalen Watson would be the pick. Is he your pick?
1: Yeah, Watson's my pick, but I, I like your, your case for Karloftis, but I'm almost making the same case for for Watson because with McDuffie out, then you're crossing your fingers hoping for Joshua Williams, who, again, is another rookie was actually drafted higher than Jalen Watson. I'm just very enthused by what Watson has done. Even with him getting, I don't want to say cooked, but getting, I mean, Mike Evans got the best of him, but Mike Evans gets the best of most wide receiver or most cornerbacks. That's yeah. what happens, especially with a Hall of Fame quarterback and Tom Brady throwing him the ball. They found, I don't want to say weakness in Watson's game, but a size differential. He wasn't looking for the ball. It was some of the same issues that plagued Chevarius Ward early on. Watson really gives me a lot of hope going forward. I think when McDuffie comes back, Fenton will return to a more reserve role, which if Fenton is your fourth cornerback, Holy bleep, that is a very good cornerback room. But I like your case for Karloftis. The pressures are there. The fact that he's played as many snaps as he is just shows why they drafted him where they drafted him instead of taking a developmental edge rusher. He was ready week one. They weren't going to have to worry. The sacks will come. I'm not worried about that. But so far through four games, I think I have to go with a slight nod to Jalen Watson.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. I I uh I I totally get that. I mean he sealed that game. Look, that guy's a hero for even if he retired today. If the Chiefs release Jalen Watson today, he's still worth that seven round pick for sealing that victory that he did.
1: They better not. Come on. By the uh, way, how good is Brett Veach when it comes to drafting later yeah. round cornerbacks or at least identifying talent and I don't know if this is a give spag some credit I don't know if this is a whoever's working in the secondary room give those dudes credit but my goodness I mean Chevarius Ward was undrafted traded for Parker Anger then you have Rashad Fitton drafted in the sixth round you have Legarius Sneed drafted in the fourth Jalen Watson drafted in the seventh uh, Trent McDuffie who looked like an absolute superstar who was again a first round draft pick Joshua Williams we've not seen and he was a fourth round guy I mean how much credit do we give to these guys? Come on, this is amazing.
0: Yeah, man, th- th- to me, it's the whole draft class. Like we're talking about, you know, Isaiah Pacheco is carving out really nice uh, production for himself as a seventh rounder. And Jalen Watson, seventh rounder. Sky Moore is now coming into the picture on offense himself, second rounder. I mentioned Brian Cook earlier, who is who has forced Bush out and now is going to be putting pressure on Reed you know, and um, and Thornhill for more playing time there. We're getting ready to add a first round cornerback. I mean, take this defense and then, and then say, yeah, why don't you add like Jerry Alexander out out of green Bay, put him in the secondary. Cause that's what the chiefs are doing. They're they're taking like a, a first round lockdown kind of guy and adding him when he comes back, whatever. Beach has been doing this for a couple of years now. I love the job he's doing.
1: And again, I'm going back to it. It's why I was so happy when they drafted George Karloftis, a, Week one, game ready, one starter. That's the one weakness, the one the one position really you can point out and say this is where Brett Veach has struggled. It's been edge. He knew, I, in my opinion, I think he knew that maybe they can't develop edge as well as other positions. Maybe I'm not saying they don't know what they're looking for, but maybe they're looking for other traits, different traits, and he goes, you know what? Instead of going with the developmental guy, which we've gone with the past few seasons, albeit not as high a draft pick, let's go with the more sure thing in George Karloftis. I think Brett Veach deserves a lot of credit for recognizing maybe, I don't want to say weaknesses, but it may be a deficiency in going with going this route.
0: Yeah. You know who else deserves credit? Mark Lund says, you deserve credit. Love the stash, bro. Looks <laughs> and
1: You like it? I, I don't know, it, man. It. I, I, uh, I shaved today for stacking the box with Matt Verteram, right? I go, I need a shave, get a little scruffy. I don't look good with facial hair, like a beard. I just don't look good. Come on. I can't, I can't grow a Matt Connor beard. It's you, more like uh, dude. T- I should. We'll, we'll call them tubes. And I think I'm, you know why.
0: Well, I do. I don't even have an enviable beard. I can't grow right here. I've tried Chia Chen here, Chia Cheek. I've tried Miracle Bro over here. Not happening there either. I don't know what's going on. Those are good names, aren't they? I'm pretty proud of that right there. Chia Chen Miracle Bro. If you're <sighs> if you're out there here product person and you need a brander, I'm available. Let me know.
1: I like that uh, Jeremy says Sterling looks like an 80s cop. It's pretty good. Can Dude. you see my NCIS? NCIS, no. Or Miami Vice. There you go.
0: And did you bring up NCIS like it's chips
1: or Hill Street Blues? What do you mean? Like those are '80s shows. You just brought up, like, okay, that's like late '90s. NCIS. I remember as a kid watching Monday Night Football. i like, stay tuned for NCIS.
0: I think that show's still on now.
1: It still is on, but doesn't mean it couldn't have started. Magnum PI. Thank you, Lucas.
0: Dude, you're you have all your decades confused.
1: Okay, sorry. I what do you do? You think I was watching cop shows in the '80s? I was.
0: You weren't even around. Get out of here. I was not
1: born. Okay. The, the only like, 80s I do is music and sports. I know. No, I can't grow sideburns. If you're trying to get me to look like Lemmy Kielmeister from Motorhead, that's not happening. Trust me. I would love to grow the Lemmy Kielmeister. I just, I can't do it.
0: If you're trying to, if you're if you're referencing any TV shows, you just brought up, you might as well have said, like, the price is right or something. You're so mixed <laughs> up. But then the moment someone says something about music, you're like, oh, by the way, here's something from 1967. Like you know exactly
1: what's going on there. If it's like dude, I know nothing about television. Okay. I, I don't watch TV very often besides sports and like Archer. Uh and it's always Sunny and Family Guy in South Park. Okay. I like watching funny you just kept going
0: shows, and going and going.
1: Arrested Development. I, I'm not a big I'm not a show guy, I'm not mm-hmm. a movie guy. I like Big Lebowski. I like the classics, but uh, no, I've not sat down and watched Young Sheldon. I apologize.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying the, like pretty much Tony Bennett is the only person older than the artist that you reference on this show. And then you'd start to talk about like cop shows from the eighties. And you're like, you know, like that show, the Simpsons, that cop show from the (laughs) eighties. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? So it's just funny how much you know about one thing and how little, you know, about another welcome to the arrowhead addict podcast, where we know some things about some things and nothing (laughs) about others. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, OK, so let's bring it back to sports. And let me ask you and see if you know some things about I some do. things. I uh, s- several chiefs set to return from injury. Blake Bell, McDuffie, Mike Dana, Harrison Bucker, Willie Gay Jr., Lucas Niang. Any updates in regards to these guys?
0: Um, no, I, w- I guess I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask when you think first, first of all, which one of those returnees has you the most excited
1: Bucker. Harrison Bucker. As as much as I, I like what Matthew Wright did. We also saw Amandola do basically the same thing week one in his first or at least week two, his first appearance, right? And we're sitting here going, Oh, how about Amandola? Give him a round of applause. And then the next week, just just poos the bed. I mean, absolutely doo all over the field. And then we see Matthew Wright be outstanding last week, give him credit. Showed some stones. He was good in Jacksonville. Matthew Wright, honestly, I have no idea how he got beat out in Jacksonville, why the Jags did not keep him. He's had better career numbers than Amendola. But again, Harrison Bucker is someone I trust. Bucker's made a ton of 50-plus yarders where you're sitting here going, oh, that was easy. I think Bucker's the second-best kicker in the NFL behind Justin Tucker. Uh, So for me, Bucker is a guy where you're sitting here going, yeah, I can't wait till he comes back, but I don't want to rush him back. Because I've talked to Nick Lowry multiple times, uh, Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker Nick Lowry, and he, he basically said he had an ankle injury. He tried going through, hurt him, he had to get surgery on, get some metal plates. Like, it was a whole ordeal. He goes, that, that's affected him ever since. Mm-hmm. He got rushed back. So don't rush Butker back. Let him get healthy. Let him get right. He has a long career for Kansas City. What matters is the playoffs and beyond. Don't worry about week five. Worry about the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, you know, I think we all miss Butker. Uh I will say this uh, right before the show, about an hour before the show, word dropped from NFL reporter, Tom Pelissero says that uh, Matt Amendola is probably signing with the Arizona Cardinals. You even spilled your drink because Amendola has, Yeah, I was,
1: I was shocked <laughs>
0: look, of all the people looking for work, even outside of the NFL, just like my uncle Dan or something, right? Why is Matt Amendola Matt Amendola got a tryout. Matt Amendola got a, not only got a tryout, but but beat out the other guys. I'm I'm just sitting there going, are, did, did the Cardinals just hear him say, "Oh, I used to be with the Chiefs," and think like, "Oh, that's basically Jan Stinner, dude, right?" I mean, is it like, is it like Cairo Santos and Ryan Suckup, and oh, you're you're the latest in a long line of Chiefs? Did they not watch anything that he did? The only thing that Matt Amendola did right was face the right direction. That's the only thing he did right, in his tenure with the Chiefs. How's he's employed? Kudos to Matt Amendola's representative for getting him blackmail over a GM and re-signed by Arizona Cardinals. Why is your Uncle
1: Dan taking stray shots right now? Poor Uncle Dan.
0: Screw you, Dan. Get a job. I don't know. I don't really have an Uncle Dan. I am just made that up. Anyway, by the way, other, other crazy point, Dorian O'Daniel had a tryout today with the Patriots, and I was like, Where's he been? Oh yeah, he's around. That's in that's in the award for. Oh yeah, he's around award. Goes to Dorian O'Daniel getting a tryout with the Patriots. Who knew? How about
1: Landon Collins getting another tryout with the Giants? Just obviously not Chiefs related, but I thought Landon Collins was a stud. And he was the stud and then signed a massive contract. And then he was not a stud. And then he was a free agent. I thought the chiefs might take a look at him instead of Justin Reed or instead of uh, Deion Bush, they didn't. And he's still unsigned. So maybe there was a reason Landy Collins was still unsigned.
0: Maybe there's a reason we don't run NFL teams, by the way, Jeremy Cochran has a great coming up after the game. My uncle Dan starring Danny DeVito. And <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's exactly my humor. Jeremy's going to be taking my place as a, as a host. Uh, oh. uh, All right.
1: Who, who do you think is the most impactful chief set to return?
0: Like, I I mean, I've said 10 times on the show, when Trent McDuffie comes back, the whole world will know it. It'll be like, it'll be a biblical end times event. You will see wars and rumors of wars. The antichrist will rise up. There will be a rapture and some big cosmic battle. Uh, no, man. <laughs> I I love Trent McDuffie. I, I, yeah, I just, I might as well get his name tattooed on my chest. I think he's going to be.
1: Okay. Bet. what do we have to do? What has to happen for you? Don't ever say that against me. Cause last time we did a bet, Patrick Allen made a bet. He lost, had a stone cold, Steve Austin, some beers. You just said you'll get Trent McDuffie's name tattooed. What has to happen for that to, for that tattoo to happen? A like divorce. if the Chiefs
0: in the Super Bowl, you would have. I'd have to get a divorce for that to happen. I mean, I mean, my wife would. My wife would not. Yeah, I'm happy to like get something else, like McDuffie. I don't know. You know, I'll shave my hair. I don't know. I'm not doing okay, that. Okay,
1: well, come on. We got to get a bet. Come on, you're you're such a, a McDuffie supporter. If he gets uh, four interceptions the rest of the season when he comes back, because he's not going to be playing in many games, right? Four really? plus interceptions. What will you do? Will you leave the Lemmy-Killmeister mustache-beard combo? Okay. I'll do it.
0: I'll do it. Four interceptions for McDuffie. I'll do it for sure.
1: You get that or a tattoo of McDuffie on your ass. You choose. I can do that.
0: You know, ass tattoo. That's kind of like, yeah. Jacob Josie says I should take a pie to the face. I would do that. I mean, I like,
1: I like ass tat or Lemmy-Killmeister mustache, facial hair I mean, personally, but I like pie to like, the face too.
0: I mean, that's just dessert. You know, whatever. That works.
1: Yeah, whenever someone gets a pie to the face, I'm just sitting here going, congratulations, you got free pie.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I didn't have to, like, pick it up. I'm so lazy. It's already on my face. Yeah, I'm just
1: I'm just sitting here just like, okay, sure. Key lime pie? Hit me with key lime pie. See what happens. I will be thrilled.
0: The famous key lime in the face.
1: Everyone <laughs> always talks about. Someone, oh, USAF Chiefs fan, what does Sterling have to do? Uh-uh, I have to do nothing. I just make the bet. Come on now. That's yeah, not part you- of it. If he Not, doesn't
0: get four interceptions,
1: that's a high number.
0: Hey, you're the one who set that. You're two and a you're, half. Vegas, you're Vegas here. You're the one who set the line at four. Like, like he's Marcus Peters
1: on on on. Yeah, come on, F- freak that guy who came up with that number. No, Could've John sounds right.
0: Shave your eyebrows. No I wanna, chance. I want a browless.
1: No, because that would take forever to grow back. I would look horrendous, and that is a bet I am losing.
0: What about, what about like a little Richard mustache? Like, like a real tiny. Oh, you
1: you think a pencil thin? Yeah. I'll do a pencil thin mustache.
0: Yeah. For like a good
1: week. Oh, come on. I'll, I'll rock the Lemmys for a week. Four interceptions is going to be one every other game. Pencil mustache. It is pencil mustache. There we go. All We're right. Let's
0: get pencil mustache. Sterling just said it.
1: Let's get into some early thoughts on Raiders week. What do you have going on early on? What are what are your initial thoughts?
0: I have two numbers for you, sir, 89 and 23. Those are the combined scores of the Chiefs and the Raiders in two games last year. Like, you could allow the Raiders to play maybe 12 more quarters than the Chiefs, and they would have still lost to the Chiefs. I I don't care how many changes a franchise goes through in a single offseason. You cannot bring a franchise back from 89 to 23 deficit like that. I just think it's over before they get there. The Raiders are a nothing burger. Josh McDaniels was lucky he played the Broncos last week. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to me. And by the way, there's there's a little thing. There's uh, will they look past the Raiders? Raymond Chandler said, if you watch the Chiefs' video from inside the locker room after this last game. They were Patrick Mahomes was already bringing up like in the break. He's like, and don't forget who who's visiting this week. Cause everyone knows it's Raiders week. What do you think?
1: I don't think that the Raiders are going to be circling around Arrowhead's parking lot anytime soon. Yeah. I just don't you think, think you it's closer
0: happening. Than that, though? Do you think it's closer I, than what I think it'll be?
1: I think it's close than you think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout, but I don't think it's going to be particularly close, maybe within 10, you know, um, okay. I think a lot of points will be scored by the chiefs. I could see something like 38, 28 and wouldn't be shocked. Maybe the Raiders get a garbage time touchdown. I don't think it's going to be necessarily like 41 to three, right? I don't think, or whatever the scores were last year where you're just sitting here going, that's not even close. That was just an absolute debacle. Yeah. I think the Raiders are a better team. I think Max Crosby could give some issues because the weakest part of the chiefs offense is the tackles. I think Crosby could really uh, wreak some havoc, but outside of him, who else defensively are you scared by on the Raiders?
0: No one, no yeah. one. Uh, you know, Denzel Pyramid made the Pro Bowl last year for them, most leading tackler. He's out in the concussion protocol. Hunter Renfro on the offensive side made the Pro Bowl last year. Is like He had like nine touchdowns over 100 receptions. He's in concussion protocol. Like they're, they're hurting right now, and they're not even very good in the first place. By the way, I got to go back here in a comment.
1: Yeah, I saw so it.
0: Gwen Wyand says, Sterling, I hate to be this person but you never came through with the eating Cincinnati chili after our loss in the, in the game last year.
1: And look, made a note, made a note right here. I will be eating skyline chili. Uh, when I go to the store next, I will buy it and I will, I will do it on a show because Gwen thank you for holding me accountable. Okay. That's what the A stands for. Holding me accountable. (laughs) The A in Arrowhead addicts, it's AA it's, it's accountability. There's actually a third A. It's A-A-A, Arrowhead Addict Accountability. And that's the third A.
0: Gwen, he doesn't mean it at all. You should hear him. After the show, he's going to probably say something derogatory about you and be really upset that you called him out.
1: Gwen, I will not. Gwen, Gwen, I will not. Are you related to Stefani?
0: Dude, by the way, that's what Cincinnati Chili is, is chili with Stefani, with stuff on on over it. I can't. Whatever. I to <laughs> By the way, it's, speaking of calling someone out, uh clint mckenzie welcome to the ring of honor welcome to our newest member there what about clint clint is like that guy who is like such a good support uh like on twitter he always says like really nice things if he likes a story or something he's just like great guy to have around so glad to see him here that's also true just of so many so many people so many members covering the chiefs in any way at all just gets you to be like a part of like several it's just like a wonderful big community. Except for John F. who says there's a thousand comedians out of work. Keep your day job. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually true. John's right. John's totally right. Anyway,
1: <laughs> Well, I know the one thing that will get me through eating that skyline chili and that is Casey beer. Uh, we'll talk a lot more Raiders week Thursday with Patrick Allen, Matt Verteram. We'll obviously have a fun day Monday, not fun day Sunday. Fun day Monday, Having a little pregame, postgame, halftime show, and then I'll be doing the Airhead Act podcast tomorrow with Adam Best. Before we get out of here, you know what time it is. It's time for the must list. Richard, get that glorious hair and stash in here.
2: Boom. (laughs) What's up, everyone?
1: All right, Richard, what do you got going on for your must list this week?
2: All right. Well, Matt Connor preemptively filled in my thing. He said something old and cool. Uh, And yeah, I went for that. We're going to go for Built to Spill's second album. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with love. Look at it. There he goes. I was waiting for his reaction. Uh, I I didn't have a lot to recommend this week because I've been watching some really rancid horror films. So I thought (laughs) I would probably recommend something that was just a little safer. Uh, Built to Spill's second album is amazing, at least for me. Uh, Every track is a banger. Uh, Check it out. Uh, Particular ones like Car, that's a good song. Big Dipper, that rules. Twin Falls, love that song. And then especially for me, this is my own... There's a hidden track at the end that previews their next album as a joke and it's full of all these awful songs because they're just trying to make fun of the record industry and how they're pretty much selling out on their third. So, check out Built to Spill. There's nothing wrong with love.
1: Love it. <laughs> I loved your fan page by the way. You deserve a fan page. You do. You do. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. I'd be I I am your fan, Richard. And by the way, I'm very mad at myself. I did not bring my china symbol up here to hit it when you when you have your entrance.
2: Very disappointing, but we'll, that we'll is, get that prepped time. I don't then. own
1: a gong, but it's a China symbol and it sounds similar. Similar. All right. It's not the Maddie, same. Not the same. But Maddie C, what do you got?
0: Yo, know, I almost hate to recommend this, but have you guys seen the Dahmer show on Netflix? It's like, I mean, I'm so I'm watching this thing and I'm captivated by it. And also like I also have to like go and like put on an episode of Gummy Bears or something afterward because it's like so like i know the jeffrey dahmer story but watching someone like act this out and like realize oh he's a real person who grew into this figure with these proclivities whatever you're just like yo this is dark and sinister and crazy and yeah so it's like captivating and like well done but in like a you gotta have the stomach for it in a
1: way yeah I thought you honestly said you take gummies, you take gummy bears and then watch that show and I thought wow, Matt Connor has some issues. I'm worried about Matt Connor. Someone check in on him.
0: <laughs> What's your Sterling? What's your muscle?
1: First off, I have to preface this by saying surprisingly I know we actually have a show sheet. So yeah, this train wreck is actually has some structure or is supposed to have some structure and I know you're thinking they're going what structure uh I know we have the must list come on uh but it, Matt Connor wrote before I could get my answer in probably some old ass rock that even his dad is like I think I remember those guys <laughs> That's pretty funny I'm pretty laughing pretty at myself pretty damn good yeah, I'm it's proud of you. Yeah yeah it's pretty good Uh so just to spite you
0: you're going to say like Tommy Dorsey
1: I'm going with a slightly newer rock band. Uh, I'm going with Kaleo, their album, AB. Uh, It's phenomenal. They're a Icelandic rock band. They're really, really freaking good. Listen to the song, No Good. It's very good. Uh, Broken Bones is outstanding. I've seen them concert before. Uh, Very entertaining band. A little bit of classic rock mixed in with somehow almost like Southern rock sometimes. Uh, Very, very good and talented singer. But Kaleo, check them out. They're very good.
0: Nice. Uh, it sounds good in the fjords. Fjord.
1: They actually have an album or a music video done on like a fjord. It's like on a glacier. It's really cool.
0: I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that word fjord.
1: Fjord is one of my favorite words to say. Richard, what's your favorite word I'm, to say?
2: I don't have one right now. I'm, I'm actually reading comments. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> wow,
1: Richard. Okay. My favorite
2: word. Uh, my favorite word is uh, it's two words. It's cellar door. No. Danny Darker reference? That's all I can think of at this moment.
1: I've never no, seen. No, 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 Matt, don't let him get out of this. We're going to stop for a second. Let him, let him realize what he's done.
2: Uh, here's another one. Shaden, Frode. shaden Frode? How do you say that?
1: This was the Arrowhead Attic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Richard, you're the man, dude. Uh, I, I appreciate all you do, guys. We could not do any of this without Richard. He is the man. He actually has probably the only must list you should actually must listen, watch, or read. Matt Connor, always a pleasure doing this with you. Can't wait to see you on Monday. Uh, again, take a look out for me and Adam Best tomorrow. Uh, take a look out for Matt Verderam, Patrick Allen on Thursday. Guys, we appreciate all you guys accommodating. Everyone in the membership, the Ring of Honor, the starting 11. The Rookie Camp. Guys, we appreciate everything you guys do. We could not do this without you. We appreciate KC Beer Company. Until next time, we are out.